Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there, welcome. It is the uh, Tuesday Lori and Julia show here on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. It's uh, it's nice, 70 degrees. We might see an 80 degree temperature on Thursday. We might just crack it. And uh, if we do, it'll be the first time we've seen 80 degrees in well, well over 200 days since that happened. Okay. Free to give Not us a slap time. of weather reality. Well, you know, we might get there on Thursday. Yeah, all right. I'm good. It felt hot. It felt hot for a se- hot second today. Of course, yeah. I'm dressing like a toddler and or a senior citizen. Take your pick. Everything pulls up, pulls over, yeah. flips on. They're the same thing, basically. Basically, <laughs> no zippers, no buttons. Because um, what people, if you're just turning yeah. in, Lori has a sling permanent. She's well. permanently in a sling. While you're in recovery, and yeah. you can't put on a bra, obviously. No bras. No, I Shall can tell. put on? Yeah, I'm. I'm you I'm can't just, put on a bra. I'm just being braless. What Graham Nash was was waiting for. One of the things he wrote in his memoirs was he said, "I hated when women started wearing bras again in the '80s. <laughs> it oh. really brought a crashing close." They love the freedom of the bra. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's you can't. It's hard to get dressed, and I'm like, I. I am dressing like a three-year-old or a 90-year-old. Take your pick because everything must pull on, pull over, slip on. I kind of, you're doing a good job and you're doing your makeup with your left hand. Yes, I am. I'm impressed. Are you? It's very hard. Lori, you look really great. No one would ever look at you and think. Eating is difficult. Cleaning up after Casey. Okay, let's just get out the mini violin because Lori just said, oh, Jules. Yeah. I just have no appetite again. Yeah. I haven't had it since my foot injury at the mm, wedding. Terrible. Before that, I hadn't had it since summer. <laughs> and before that, that's I hadn't had terrible. it since I drank the 22 daiquiris two years ago on Mexico vacation. No, no uh, I know. Oh, no. I just can't eat. I just can't even think. <laughs> Who eats when they're in pain? Me. Nobody. I'll eat when I'm in anything. Okay. Well, well, pain, yes. happy, sad, mad, we're glad. Aware. Well, we've talked about this a couple of my friends last night. Mm-hmm. Who eats? Like, if you're stressed, you don't eat. No. Um, I know another guy we work with doesn't eat. When I'm stressed, I eat. Yeah. When am I, I, and it changed, unfortunately, with age, because it used to be I didn't. And then another friend just eats, and it's just kind of funny yeah. how people handle the stress different ways. And, and the people who are eaters hate the people who lose their appetite. Like, Absolutely. how does that happen, and how can we make a pill? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm really in, in the wine, you know, drinking to get rid of the sore throat. Mm-hmm. Did that work? I did have a glass of red wine last night, yeah. and I don't feel sick today. Well, look at that. Yeah, it might have worked because we talked about... A little medicinal. The germs. Oh, jeez. Killing well, the germs. I mean, 
I never realized how much older I clean, we are. No, how, how much I clean up after Casey, after my husband, who is has the perpetual sticky fingers of a five year old. I think he's like a like a baby toddler Labrador is that puppy because their their paws are just they're just everywhere everywhere and i don't have time i don't have the time to clean up with my one arm i'm trying to get ready for company next week Uh so i'm like really you know i just don't have time to get down and he has down get down on the i mean i'm like how does peanut butter end up on the bottom of the freezer at the base of the pullout drawer you know where you get ice and stuff i thought you had converted him to peanut butter. butter powder well, apparently well, somewhere along the way he had peanut butter and honey on a piece of bread or two. He is so my brother. Oh, oh my. Um, um, dripped out of the sandwich. No, but he is so, so my brother. It is just, I'm just like, Ooh. and I don't dare say anything to him. No, you don't, because he's taking care of you he's, overall. Overall, he's taking care of me. He overall, he's uh, had grocery sticker shock. He hasn't <laughs> stepped in a foot in a Lunds or Kowalski's in 21 years. So he's surprised that things cost money? Oh, yeah. He goes, wow, I can't believe I spent $82 at Lunds. I said, well, you could go to Target. I'm not going to Target. You know, I just go to Target for my sunscreen. I go, Oh, the oh, luxuries brother. of you. <laughs> I know. Just the sunscreen is a target run. <laughs> and I'm like, and then he goes, then he went into Kowalski's and he said, well, I really liked going in there. That was kind of fun. And I said, how much did you spend? Oh, you know, like 92. He, he sat and told us on Mother's Day, it was my mom, my other brother, John, Casey and myself. And he sat and he went on, on and, and on, on about, about Kowalski's. This customer service. Oh, yeah. And the cheeses. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, and, my, and the bakery. And the bakery and the cheeses. And yeah. they sat and talked to me about all the cheese. <laughs> I know. It's like and then my mom goes it's a in the new experience. And gets out this cheese that both Case and I thought smelt like paint turpentine. Yeah. And my other brother's like, I'll try it. And I can see where you're coming from, Mom, because he's the pleaser. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, my <laughs> so. word. No, I said, don't even think you're going to take over the one household job I truly enjoy. The grocery shopping. I do. I know you do. Because there's only the two of us, and it's just been the two of us for so long, and it's so easy, and I've become so lazy, and I really am just a hound in that deli department. <laughs> there's so much good food. I know. Donnie, does your... Kowalski's, um, yeah. I mean, I have a Kowalski's near me. And a, does oh, your partner think a, that you're a pig? Uh, Probably. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, I remember yeah. when Casey sold his house on Cleveland and we bought oh, yeah. our house together and he thought I could clean it one Saturday afternoon. And I said, you've lived here how long with your kids? Exactly. Like seven years. Uh-huh. I said, you're hiring cleaning people. You need to hire a crew. And that it would be your job, Lori. I love Because he thought it would only take like two or three hours. That house hadn't been deep cleaned. Uh-huh, in years. In, in, in ever. Oh, wow. <laughs> ever. I think it cost seven hundred dollars. Yeah. Like, like a crew of like what? eight people. Yeah, were they wearing hazmat days. suits? I pretty much. <laughs> when you think about because the house was it was for showing. He was going to sell it, oh, and it was knee deep in. I mean, he told me that uh, the girl had stuffed her breakfast in a school. They had a he had a. Um, a, an old school desk in her room that uh-huh. had the flip-up desk. Oh, sure. What a perfect storage for food you don't want to eat. That's right. What a great storage spot. Good vi- visiting spot for mice. You know, they've got the air still coming through. Perfect. She can do that. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not going to clean your... So he's just got puppy paws. He really does. And what was the other thing that he that you came up with him for the, the kitchen, um, the kitchen accoutrement? 
Remember when we were talking about it and he wanted to have a kitchen? Oh, I got to look it up. It's in a book. Mm. Oh. Don't you remember when we were talking about it? At oh, the kitchen, yeah. Um, yeah. What did he want to have? What was what it? Crazy. A kitchen book or a kitchen... I can't, all right. Uh, who who the heck knows what what he want you to have? But I did get out of planting yesterday. That's a good one because he did, had to do the window box and all around our pine tree. And um, that's a good one to get out of because of the injury. Yeah, so that was kind of nice. And so I was kind of secretly chuckling about that. Although I like plant, yeah. I don't mind doing that, you know, and all of that. And by the way, we speaking of gardening, we have a Wagner's. $50 gift card, which we're going to give away like sometime in the 5 o'clock hour. Yes, we are. So that's kind of fun because, boy, I mean, the nurseries are full. And oh, we yeah. know Wagner's has beautiful flowers. And uh, when we come back, uh, it's our stories we can't get enough of. 17. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Tuesday. Well, they always say celebrity deaths come in threes. And yes. Sunday was Peggy Lipton. Yesterday, Doris Day. Today, we learned Tim Conway, who, of course, everyone knows him from the Carol Burnett show, passed away uh, at the age of 85. And... Um, um, I sent you something, Donnie. Maybe we can play it tomorrow. He was mm-hmm. on YouTube talking about what is considered to be one of the funniest skits in TV history. And that's mm-hmm. Tim Conway and Harvey Corman in the dentist skit from the Carol Burnett yes. show. Yeah, that is posted. I put that up for you guys. You did? Okay, yeah. so take a look at that. Harvey Corman wet his pants. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was guy. laughing so hard because <laughs> no one broke up everybody more than... Tim Conway, and of course, Carol Burnett has just said, I adored him. He made me laugh on screen and off screen. He won four Emmys while on the Carol Burnett show. People also know him, maybe older people might know him from McHale's Navy. Yeah, I remember that. He was on that show. And um, But anyway, take a look at the dentist. Absolutely hilarious. One of the things that he did that... that so Harvey cracked up is he was uh, he was just ad-libbing a lot of that. So Harvey yes. didn't know exactly what he was going to do. Yeah, Melissa Peterman, she was like, uh, people, I lived for watching him make Harvey, Harvey. Corman yes. break. I don't know how many times he'd do it, but he could get everyone to do to it. To laugh. Yeah. Yeah. How fun. So um, anyway, there's a lot out there on Twitter. If you don't know him, um, take a look at the dentist sketch. It is the sketch. It is. You will cry. You will laugh so hard. That still holds up. And then um, so we'll probably have something maybe to play tomorrow. Today, uh, Good Morning America, CBS and the Today Show put together tribute. To Doris Day, but I'll tell you what, they're putting Natalie Morales to work doing oh. all kinds of entertainment packages since she's off Access Hollywood. Hello. So the Today Show had the best Doris Day package. Um, or is this GMA? No, what it's one? GMA. Is it GMA? Okay. Yeah. Um, I could have sworn I told you that. No, the that's Today not what show. you sent me. All right. No, no. All right. Well, we'll see. Let's take a listen. <laughs> I think this one should start out with. Hey, Sarah, Sarah, with Alfred Hitchcock. I didn't include that, so sorry, my bad. Here we go. Her lush singing voice and her sunny screen presence made Doris Day a major Hollywood mainstay from the 1940s through the mid-60s. She'd star in such rom-coms as Pillow Talk and Move Over Darling, 
whose bedroom seductions reflected the values and gender roles of their era. Those she inspired, weighing in. Sarah Jessica Parker posting on Instagram, how many letters I drafted to you and didn't send. I could never get it right, but they all said the same thing. I love you. Doris Day could be tough, too. Memorably defiant in 1955's Love Me or Leave Me. He would turn down the role of Mrs. Robinson in The Graduate and retire from acting in 1973. As she told Robin Roberts in 2011, no one was more surprised by the achievements of her remarkable life than Day herself. When I was little, I, was, I had my life planned. I was going to marry a very nice man and have two babies and learn to cook. And nothing like that happened. While her lifelong work as an animal activist made her a happy warrior for the voiceless. Born Doris Marianne Kappelhoff in Cincinnati, Doris Day died Monday at the age of 97. She will forever be associated with the decades of delight she provided to music and movie audiences. She's so I do sweet. think the Today Show one, which I did send you, Donnie, was a little bit more just in-depth. Mm-hmm. Natalie Morales has more time on her hand. She they kind of cobbled this together. And also because Robin Roberts was one of only four journalists to speak to Doris Day mm-hmm. in 2011. When Do you guys remember when she came out with that the album? I feel like we yeah. talked about yes, it. Yes, we, we did. did. Talk of course about it. we did. Yep. And so Robin was almost like teary-eyed because she said it was just so unbelievable that I got to interview Doris Day because she hadn't given interviews in years. No, she turned them all down. Everybody yeah. she yeah. just turned down and everyone wanted to talk to her, but she just wanted her, you know, quiet life. And I think we said yesterday she's got there no funeral. Nope. She no, doesn't want no a, grave marker nope. or anything like that. So um Yeah, the album was uh, the Essential Doris Day, Day which came right. out mm-hmm. about five years ago. Yeah. Oh. So anyway, uh um uh, yeah, so I, I like that all the shows, you know, remembered her and they, uh, you know, Donnie posted some of her top fashion moments because she really did. I loved movies, her. Yeah. I loved her clothes and pillow talk. Mm. Oh, that that Brock Hudson. I mean, they had such chemistry. I loved watching. Totally. They really, yeah. really And they did. didn't last night. I'm just going to do a little search here. Last night was not the night that they were featuring Doris Day movies. On TCM? No. That's because they, don't have um, time. they didn't have time to get it together. They or didn't. It was not on last night. And then this morning I found out that my, my something happened in the middle of the night. Someone took my remote and probably dropped it down four stories of stairs because mm-hmm. it doesn't work and my TV is now stuck on the Turner movie. Oh Classic. Yes. Oh, very nice. I'm going to learn <laughs> I'm going to see some deep, deep, deep movies. I saw the Maltese Falcon yeah. was on like oh, rerun yeah. all week. Right. I mean, so I'm going to really get to be seeing some things I haven't known that I wanted to see, oh, which right. I absolutely love. And then lost among all these celebrity deaths. You know, uh, we talked about Alvin Sargent, the screenwriter yesterday yeah. passing away at the, but Jim Fowler, who, um, uh, was the host of Wild. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house 
to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. The Kingdom. Well, he was Marlon Perkins' sidekick. Right. First. Yeah. And then. Every Sunday night. Every Sunday night. And after, after per- Disney. After Perkins retired in 85, then James Fowler took over for him. He was the guy who always stopped by The Tonight Show, and then Animal Planet revived the series in 2002, and they were showing clips of him going by um, uh, Johnny Carson because um, he was just cracked up at Jim Jim Fowler, but he... um, he was once charged by a herd of 200 elephants, and he escaped only with the help of a flatbed truck, and he was once knocked unconscious by a surly chimpanzee named Mr. Moke, who punched him square in the eye. And But neither of those compared to the time. A 20-foot anaconda swallowed his arm up to his shoulder. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and for more than 20 years, he brought the natural world to millions of Americans, and... Uh, uh, you know, he was raising awareness of the biological diversity and environmental woes. That was always part of his thing way long ago. He's six six, weighed 200 pounds. He was known for swimming through snake-infested waters, diving with sharks, rappling down cliff faces, while his partner, Marlon Perkins, watched That's from right. the sidelines. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> and then uh, he got that. That used to, that, that Wild Kingdom... Um, was on 220 stations at one time. That's how big it is. Oh, I believe you, because... Remember what a big deal Born Free was? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this was this was everything. Yeah, I remember watching it. Yeah, thank God we still got our other guy. What's his name? The big guy. Oh, yeah. You know, he's a national treasure. He's still in his 60s. He shows up on ABC, but... um, uh, Yeah, he was an authority on birds of prey. And he's cemented uh, his reputation and got the attention of Marlon Perkins when he flew to British Guyana in 1955 to study the Harpy Eagle, one of the world's largest raptors. The Harpy Eagle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, anyway, yeah. Um, Johnny would always imitate Marlon Perkins saying, I'll stay back at camp mixing drinks for the girls while I send Jim downriver to wrestle the two horned rhino in heat. I love it. That's so true. So lots of shows were, you know, Steve Irwin said he yep. imitated um, Wild Kingdom for his animal. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, it was just like when, but when I was, we had uh, lunch. Today with the guys from Learning Our Acts and the two hostess gals, you know, they're waiting to see. I was looking at my phone. I said, oh, damn it. Tim Conway died. They just stared at me. Like, who's that? Who's that? Who's on first? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, maybe they didn't watch uh, the Carol Burnett Burnett show with with her. her, Like, because I know um, my mom's grandkids know the Carol Burnett show because uh, you she's gave got her the box set. The but box set. And not many just... people have that because they don't show those on TV. No, I know. Mm. It's not it's on TV and see. it's not on Netflix yeah. and Carol owns it and maybe one day she'll do a deal or something. But in the meantime, we just have to content herself with YouTube skits. Yes. So take a look at the dentist for uh, Tim Conrad. Truly, truly funny. And when we come back, uh, Howard Stern, they're really... Um, 
blowing it out the interview with George Stephanopoulos but they had a little bit this morning and then more tonight on Nightline and wow. he's going to be on The View tomorrow now which that he hates be... doing oh, no kidding any kind of entertainment shows Howard mm-hmm. does not like doing press so anyway we'll be back with a little Howard Stern I've been shaking, I love it when you go crazy You take all my inhibitions Baby, there's nothing holding me back You take me places that tear up my reputation Manipulate my decisions Baby, there's nothing holding me back Says that she's never afraid. Just picture everybody naked. She really doesn't like to wait. Not really into hesitation. Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. So we were uh, trolling through the Daily Mail as we like to do uh, before we move on to Howard Stern. And I see Kim Cattrall. And I'm like, filthy rich, first look. Kim Cattrall oozes Southern charm as wealthy pastor's wife with a dark side and upcoming dramedy that got the green light from Fox, which I am taking to mean it's going to take the place probably of Empire. Yes, because it's the Empire guy. Well, no, it isn't Empire Guy. Oh, Not I haven't, I haven't, no. I haven't. Filthy no. Rich comes in the executive producer of Empire. No, it's created by the help filmmaker, Tate Taylor. He created it. This guy's producing it, that guy. But Tate Taylor created it. And I heard him talking about this show that he's been trying to get to television with Andy Cohen. He was on his radio show because, you know, he's just a like a regular guy, you know. Yeah. And he, he's kind of a... They could make a story about how he became a filmmaker. He's got kind of a great story. But, Donnie, did we post this episode? The yeah, pilot? we posted the, uh, the trailer. trailer for Filthy Rich. So it will get a mid-season premiere in 2020. No exact date. They spent $10 million filming the pilot, you guys. And oh. she plays an Oprah-like star of a lifestyle show who's also the wife of the family patriarch. And they have the Sunshine Channel. And mm-hmm. it's sort of a Bible... Um, Network. Network, I yeah, guess. Yeah, it's a if Christian faith network. It's yeah. a Christian network. And um, anyway, they, they they filmed it in New Orleans. Yeah. Cost $10 million just for the pilot. And... Um, and of um, course, the blacker the lace, the whiter the leather, because the the main patriarch dies suddenly in a plane crash, crash with see, hookers. Yeah, you see, it in, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you it's see just that happen. Typical. I mean, so it's it's what you would expect, and then giving me shades of dynasty is what it's right. giving me. And then they peel back the layers, and that that faithful Christian father mm-hmm. and head of the network and the family, he's got illegitimate children, children all over the not place. Not one, not Ooh. two. Yeah. But three. Oh, it looked good. It, it looks so deliciously good. It really did. Kim Cattrall is serving uh, also as a producer, along with the guy from The Empire. And um, Tate Taylor describes it as a Southern Gothic family drama. And that kind of is pushing up. You know, New Orleans has Claws' film there. Yeah. Uh, NCIS, of course, New Orleans. Queen Sugar is filmed there. I saw Queen Sugar posters all over oh, New really? Orleans. Yeah, that's filmed there. And The Purge from USA Network is filmed in oh. in Louisiana, Didn't New Orleans area. Oh, okay. Wow. So um, so it's like a mid-season replacement yeah, or something like yeah, that? Yeah, maybe okay. maybe Empire will just be, they're not going to do a full... A full season, yeah. I doubt it. Ooh. 
anyway, we see. Oh, because you just reminded me of something. You know, we haven't. You know, it's I. I haven't worried about Kim Cattrall as as an actor because I know she was in that British drama Skins that people like, but we really haven't seen her in anything. And we not oh. stateside. Yeah, not stateside. Now, I'd like you know, I'm still waiting for my girl Sharon Stone to get something fabulous, and I hope that 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 spread she did for Italia Vogue or whoever she did that for brings her some good uh, work. Okay, listen, I yeah. just have to, because you said Queen of the South or whatever you said. Queen Sugar. Okay, well, my show is Teresa Mendoza, Queen of the South, South yeah. on USA Network. It's coming back, people. Yeah. I haven't heard anything about it coming back for the fourth season, but it's coming back this June. Yep. Um, And that is, that's a great show. It is a good show. She's a tough cookie. Yeah. Teresa Mendoza, Queen of the South. South. I get Queen of the South and Queen Sugar mixed up. because Queen Sugar is on OWN. OWN, okay. That's Oprah's. And this one is Queen of the South. Queen of the South. All right. So again, people, we want you all to stay in every night and watch as much TV as possible. Well, I mean, you know, I just was kind of excited because we were just saying the other day, there are, we, other than like Dynasty... We don't really, and I suppose Empire is very soapy. It is. I just Star got, got canceled. I drifted away from that show. I know. You know, but they're just. Uh, we could use some soapy soapers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm so, excited about it. All right, here's Howard Stern finishing up his conversation with uh, GMA. Now, George Stephanopoulos did say you will see some new stuff tonight in the Nightline interview. Really? Because and I, I feel like we've seen a, and heard a lot of the same. Okay. Yeah, and I don't know if you watched David Muir on uh, ABC going inside Notre Dame. Did you guys see that? No, sorry. That was kind of amazing. He was the first journalist allowed inside. And, you know, uh, that fire came right down. Uh, when you go into, if you've ever been into mm-hmm. Notre Dame, they have the... the the tiniest little wooden chairs. Yes. I mean, they're chairs definitely for a 17th century. Person. I don't know what they're doing. They're tiny. Yeah, yeah. They almost are school children size, but it came right down uh, before it la- It didn't land on the altar. It landed in the area in front of the altar and in the chairs that go towards the back. So, so nothing was destroyed. And the cross and the ro- It's kind of amazing that it wasn't more bad, wasn't as bad as you would have thought. And if you take, if you've ever been on and you've taken the tour where you can go up, um, you go up and up and up, but on one of the levels you look, uh, you can see the organ and everything, the pipe, yeah. not nothing, no oh, damage. Really? Yeah. Is that was hmm. kind of amazing. Divine yeah. intervention, maybe. I something. Oh, oh. I mean, remember that photo we all saw? That yeah. all you could yeah. see was the cross. So anyway, but here's uh Howard Stern and I heard him today on the radio. He's all nervous about um book sales. Book sales. And this is part of the reason why he doesn't do books very often. He's got he's so neurotic. I love him. I love that about him. But he had the guy a guy from Simon and Schuster on, he said it's already on track to be our best selling a book of 2019 Ooh. with the pre-sale order. Sure. Howard Stern is coming again. So here's Howard Stern with the ABC. The first, start that again for you. What was the first thing that got you in? I went through, I was going through a divorce. Therapy. I'm the father of three daughters. I didn't know, I was scared out of my mind. Um, I had been married most of my life. How am I going to have a successful relationship with any woman or man for that matter? If I don't even know, if I don't know what's up and what's down. And when I got into therapy, I had to start learning how to uh, be a man. I didn't have any lessons. 
I, I, I didn't really have that level of communication with my own father. You know why that's interesting is because yeah. a lot of people say, you know, when you are first a parent and you find out about parenting and like, there is no book. Mm-hmm. There's no college no. course. There's no nothing on how to be a parent. Yeah. And, 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 and that was just so relatable to me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and he has been very like open about talking about like, I think it might have been Beth that got him into therapy, right. going to therapy right. and all of that. Uh, let's play the next one. So you're learning how to become a man. When does it start to become apparent in your interviews? I never really been in a, alone in a room with a man where he heard me and listened to me. And I, re, I describe in the book that when I, the first session I went in, I'm sitting there and I'm telling him stories about my parents because I'd never been to a psychiatrist. I needed a psychiatrist. I have it all together. I sit down. And I'm doing some of the best radio routines I've ever done. I'm doing impressions of my mother. I'm doing impressions of my father. You're going to be the best patient. Best patient, because i got to be loved. And uh, he turned to me and he goes, none of this is funny. Mm. And and I was like, hey, I do this for a living. And he goes, no. He goes, why don't you get real with me? Some of what you're telling me sounds very sad, and yet you're you're laughing at it. Well, this was mind-blowing to me. No one had ever said that to me. And I had never had a real conversation like that before. And as the years went by, I got more and more turned on by being listened to. That's kind of fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he was going three or four times a week, and then he's gone to two, but they think it should be three. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's completely, I mean, that's one of the things that, you know, people do like about him. And he talked about how when he got his first radio job, he goes... He goes, man, I was just happy to be making $96 a week at WJIN or whatever it was. He said, and then I got a raise yeah. to 250 a week. And I was like, damn. I made it. I'm <laughs> in. I'm yeah. Because, you know, he has been doing this for 40 years yep. since he's 25 years old. And he's got two years left on his Sirius Satellite radio contract. He was talking with Terry Gross. And he said, I'm, I'm kind of afraid of retirement. Right. Is what he told her and his new book, Howard Stern Comes Again, is a collection of some of his most memorable interviews with celebrity guests, um, Madonna, Mike Tyson, Jerry Seinfeld. He did include the Harvey Weinstein, even though he uh, told Terry and, and some other peop- other interviewers that he didn't know if he should include that interview. Right. And then, of course, Donald Trump, uh-huh. who he said was his favorite guest of all time. Um, and he's the happiest he's ever been the last few years on the radio because he's in a happy place yes. off air and it may, has made him be um, better. And this yeah. this Terry Gross interview is going to air over two parts with okay. Howard Stern. But he said, yeah, I'm going on with the ladies on The View and some other entertainment. He said, and I just, I would rather die than do these types of shows. I don't like doing this, but they were promoting it yes. like crazy on the Let's view hope they today. don't fight. Yesterday they had uh, such a fight. I was just, I turned it off. Yeah. Well, now I just have Turner, Turner Movie Classic Channel. Yeah, that's so true. I don't have to you, worry. Can't, you don't have to worry <laughs> about it. could be it. worse places to be stuck. Yeah, right, on right. That that's true. And he did talk about, you know, Wendy Williams, and Wendy Williams talked about him, because remember I came in that day that uh, oh, yeah. Howard went off on Wendy, and he made the first move. He he went off on her, um, and he told the Hollywood Reporter, he said, that was me at my worst. I thought she was saying I was a piece of crap, and I exactly. sucked when she said Howard's gone Hollywood on us. Right. Yeah. And he didn't hear it in context, and he really, really went oh, off. Oh, he was 
vicious. And she said her heart was broken, but he was always her, um, who she would always look up to. And then yesterday on the show, she said, I'm glad to hear that Howard isn't mad at me. But I, 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 like I said before, Howard, you broke my heart, but I could never be mad at you. Mm-mm. You mean too much to me. So I thought that was well handled. Right. And also that Howard took the um, that show where he just kind of slashed her out of rotation. Oh, good. There yeah. will no, be no reruns. And she said the two people that I admire most. The Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I took the last name to the coast. No, mm-hmm. she said Howard Stern and Oprah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are her two. Yeah, he really went off oh, on it when something went. She called vicious. me Hollywood, and it was so strange, you know? Because, I mean, I guess I don't think of Howard Stern as being Hollywood, but I think of him as he was being. Sick. It was more like she, she called me a tool. Well, that isn't even how oh, she I, meant it, because oh, I saw the I interview. Well, how, did, how did she mean it? That he can get anybody wants in Hollywood. Oh, Hello, okay. That's you're a Hollywood person when you can get people like Madonna. You're Shirley. at the same status. You're at the same status all level. Right. That's all it meant. And I was just like, if he just listened to her say it that day, if somebody had played it to him, and he wouldn't have gotten worked up about it. He thought she was calling him a sellout or something. Yes, like, you know. yes, okay. and all it is true. All the famous people do know each other now. Granted, I guess when there's a party and Howard Stern is there, he sits in a corner and waits for people to come to him. Kind of like Prince. He does not go mm-hmm. around uh, like you and I would be going around just and being social. Social. That's not him, and he waits for people. So he's had a reputation of you know kind of being stuck up, right? And it's just that he's an anxious person sometimes. Oh, yes. There you go. So anyway, that is all done. And when we come back, I don't know if you had a chance to watch the Beverly Hills 90210 trailer. Uh, we posted it. We watched it. So cute. It's so cute. Make- That's Walk Me Home by Pink. Great song. And we've got great tweet peeps out there in the uh, Twitterverse. Uh, Sonia, thank you. She said, Turner Classic Movies has announced that they will salute Doris Day with the 24-hour marathon of her movies on June 9th. There will be 13 movies. We'll kick off at 6 in the morning with her screen debut, Romance in the High Seas. She sang the Oscar-nominated hit It's Magic and that. Other highlights, Love Me or Leave Me with James Cagney, Calamity Jane, which Casey said... That was the first time he had a woo woo. Oh yeah, she was <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, he said she was so so pretty, and she was like so rough and tumble. And that was her favorite movie, by the way, Calamity Jane. Calamity that's Jane. what you said. And then Secret Love, and then her two most popular Rock Hudson movies, Pillow Talk, which got her only Oscar nom, Lover Come Back at eight and ten, and also that day at one thirty. The time Doris Day was on The Tonight Show and she spoke to Johnny Carson about her screen image, why she became an actress, and views on living together before marriage. Oh, so I we'll so remind people, but thank you, Sonia, and our good tweet peeps I'm out there. I'm on Turner Met Classic, so I'm glad she looked ahead. Yes. Yes, All right, June she did look ahead. 9th. It's it's Paul Newman Wednesdays on Turner Classic, okay. if anyone wants to yeah, know. Yeah, I could. That's so Yeah, good. what's going on there? And it that's was, a Sunday. Uh, mm-hmm. I think 1987 is when she was on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Does that sound right? No, no. It's no. a 1970. I just oh, said 19, that. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. Yeah, sorry. also on the bill. Oh No, it's one of her 1970s. So I don't think oh. she was on The Tonight Show. Yeah, you're probably right. Not that late. Not that yeah. late because yeah, she was right. done, what, on TV by 73? Uh, some are right around there. there. Yeah, you're probably, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sorry about that. You're right. Yeah.
I am just going to be singing like a bird over here. But why must you sing through your nose? I, because I, because <laughs> I just did an inhaler. <laughs> yeah. And yes. it feels better. Okay, so did I? We know Donnie. Donnie won't watch it, but maybe Molly would watch Beverly Hills 90210. This oh, rebooted yeah. thing, you yeah, know, probably the seven returning leads. Uh, Luke Perry was never planned to be never. part of this. And to me, when I looked at it, I was like, okay, I can't tell what it's about. It's still three months away. To me, it sounds like it is a scripted reality. Show. It kind of seemed fun though for well, some yeah, reason. Yeah, because they had them all waking up to the song, yeah. the theme song of Beverly Hills 90210. But sometimes it was a post uh, toaster popping up, a car start. I mean, yeah. it was clever how they did this little trailer. Oh, I thought so too. You know, Jenny, you know, Tori Spelling is making a huge bowl of pudding. You know, and that's the bad, you know, it's, I thought it was, they're yeah. putting some money into I think this, so. this trailer. So I was kind of excited about it. Now, I know you guys talked about the Renee uh, Zellweger as um, Judy, that trailer, last week. But I thought that trailer looked amazing when I, I watched too. it. Someone said, oh, no, that looks like a Lifetime movie. And I thought, gee. I th- oh, I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> and Renee Zellweger, okay, she sounded like oh, Judy, yeah. particularly the later years, which maybe is when we're going to hear her sing. She is Well, singing. that's when the movie takes place. So, yeah, yes. but there's flashbacks if oh, you okay. watch that whole trailer, and there's another younger actress playing Judy Garland. Oh, I okay. But, I mean, you know, Renee Zellweger, play, I, I thought it looked really good, and I think Liza might have to eat her words about that movie, that she might actually like it. I mm-hmm. really think Liza's mad that she's not producing it. I think that there is just a plain old, that's my mother, and why should someone else make money off my mother? You know, and I mean, I guess I can see how you would feel proprietary about that. Mm -hmm. You know? But Renee Zellweger. What if someone did a Lori and Julia movie and they didn't ask us or Donnie for any involvement? Would we be bitter Bettys? Completely. They completely. Wouldn't, they wouldn't get the complete story. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter, but we completely would have. We would completely be bitter yeah. about it. That's so right. in that way, you know, even if, I mean, why couldn't they have just uh, t- tossed her a stipend, uh, give her a driver for uh, while the movie is shooting? You know what I mean? It doesn't take, you give her a year's supply of capris. And pay oh. the salary of the cigarette lighter girl. Little, pay the salary of the cigarette lighter and the ashtray dumper. You know what I mean? Just yeah, but do you think it's anything to do with the? She doesn't want her mother shown warts at all. Like oh, she's for crying out loud she's by t- this point. Well, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Daughters on. can be protective of their mother's legacy. Yeah, but I guess it's based I don't. On a book, I thought we would need one of our one of our good, uh, like, you know. Friends out there that are listening. Somebody who really knows their Hollywood and their Liza stuff. Did Liza ever write honestly? I I feel like Lorna Luff did, but she was younger. She didn't have the same relationship with her mom that Liza had. Remember, Liza's like a teenager and her Mm -hmm. mom's got the TV show. She was a young mom with Liza. Yes. And Lorna Luft must be 10 years younger than Liza with a Z. Oh, dear. What anyway, but there, why do we bring that up? Uh, so Renee wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Lorraine. Yeah. Why do Raise we bring it. up? Why I, do we, I, so I said to myself, Lorraine. <laughs> yeah. Why did I bring that up? I know why. Why? Because now we get to see Renee Zellweger has been acting like crazy. I know. We haven't been seeing her in public. Uh, she's on a TV show called What If? And 
Donnie posted this. This drops on Netflix. And it's a drama from our guy who created Revenge. I absolutely am so excited about this. Okay, so uh, she's Anne Montgomery, a venture capitalist who presents an indecent exposure-type deal yeah. to Blake Jenner, who we know from Glee, and Jane Levy from Castle Rock. It's a neo-noir thriller that explores the ripple effects. Here's the catch. I know. Of what happens when acceptable people start doing unacceptable things. Oh, well, that's the best Like part. taking your door yeah. state parking spot. <laughs> well, you know, this is It's been, an anthology, so each season will have a different morality tale. This I'm is good. very excited about this. What if? What if? Julia, <laughs> when is the last time you did something unacceptable? We're going around Me, the room. Okay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the last time? Just, yes, just last night. Just did something like the, unacceptable. Okay, oh, what did I do yeah, that I felt ago. really bad about? <laughs> yeah. Well, it did it to oh. myself. Okay. I bought so much ice cream on Sunday, Uh-oh. thinking the boys were going to come over to the house uh-huh. and eat it, and we'd watch Game of Thrones, but I bought more because I was going to bring a treat to my mom's house, and my brother said, oh, you're so sweet, honey. Mom already made a treat, so I had that treat of ice cream, and then I bought more ice cream. I ate so I, much ice cream. I, yeah. okay. That's my... Okay, but, there it is. There's my... But the I've truer done. confession is... You were able to buy six kinds of ice cream and get and, a, and, and walk out of the store. It's very exciting. Whereas, like, if you found a, a great pair of shoes, you probably wouldn't buy it in the six colors it's available in. That's no, not a I was able to made. find six different types of ice, ice cream, cream yes. that I wanted. And you didn't have to do any kind of catch 22 And then I bought caramel situations. sauce. Oh, Julia. Oh. You All right, tell me yours. Woman. The last unacceptable <laughs> thing I did was um, probably. <laughs> Uh, like kind of scold Casey for his sticky fingers yeah. while he's like taking, taking care, care of, of you. Me. Yeah, that's probably uh, yeah. less. Give him a pass. Bark yeah. at the guy yeah. who's Bark taking at the guy care of you. Yeah. And doing that's, that's, that's why I cannot. Yeah. I can't get into this taking care of myself fast enough. I don't want to be obligated. <laughs> 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 All right, listen. Oh we'll be gosh. back. Madonna, what's going on with you?